What's going on, everybody? It's Coach Kennedy, Coach K, as they call me. This is the Culture Building Podcast. This is episode three, Integrity Matters. I got a special guest coach on today. I'm going to have her introduce herself um, here in a minute and kind of talk about her, her background, her story, and then we'll uh, jump into our topic today, which, again, is Integrity Matters. So before I jump into it, um, last week, I dropped, or actually this past Sunday, I dropped uh, an episode, a uh, quick one, episode 2.5, um, Adaptation Response. So I dropped that. Again, you can go listen to that now on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor FM, all that good stuff. Just a little mini episode, something to motivate and get out there for some people. Um, talking about the decision to postpone football and fall sports, certain fall sports, and how coaches and people are handling it, how we could handle it, how we should handle it. Um, so that podcast kind of covers adapting in a positive way and teaching our kids how to adapt in a positive way. Um, the episode before that with Coach Cersei and Coach Davis, episode two, Love Thy Process, Trust Thy Process, available now as well. To jump into a couple things real quick, the Nike Run Club, uh, going great. The August 40 Challenge, got a couple people finished now. Seeing everybody moving, I've said that before, everybody's getting up, everybody's moving. Things haven't slowed down or stopped, so it's awesome to see that. Everybody's still getting that work in and getting better. In September, we're going to actually jump on the bikes and go to the Get Better in September Challenge. That's on the Map My Ride Under Armour app, and you can download that, make a free account, add me as a friend, and I can accept the challenge invite, or I can send you the challenge invite, sorry, and then you can accept it. One, give me one second. Sorry about that. So again, the Get Better in September challenge starting September 1st goes through the whole month of September. Our goal is 200 miles. That's the goal to bike 200 miles. If you get there, awesome. If you get 20 miles, but it's 20 miles more than you've ever rode a bike in your whole life, awesome. I'm looking for self-improvement. Constant quest of self-improvement. That's the goal. Um, and that's what I'm looking for. So, again, the goal is 200. Strive for it. Aim for it. Um, if you can't get it, give me your best effort every day. Give yourself, more importantly, your best effort every day. Um, and you contact me for details on that. The camps, the free speed and agility camps in the Monroe area have been pushed back. August 25th, they will start. That's next Tuesday, and they'll go through September 29th. That's free speed and agility camps on every – Every Tuesday, we'll be running those. Third through sixth graders will go from 5 to 6 p.m. Seventh through ninth graders will go from 6 to 7 p.m. That is at Heidelberg. I believe it's Heidelberg Park in Monroe. Again, you can contact me if you have any questions. I got the information on that. Free speed and agility camps. Uh, the poster says football. All sports welcome. We're working balance, movement, coordination, top speed, lateral movement, all that. We're working all that good stuff. So it's stuff that will – it's skill tuning, and it's work that will help you in any sport. Um, the website's up, new domain, coachkfitnessmi.com. That's the new domain. Website, again, is up and running, full, good to go. Um, I talked about that last week, so I don't want to get into that a whole lot, but there's a little credentials and bio section. You can book, uh, you can book sessions online or request more information. Um, all the rates and services are on there. Any information that you need from social media or about the camps or just anything coaching-wise, personal training-wise, 
uh, culture building, all that. Um, the links to all the podcasts are on there. So website's up and running, new logos out. So pretty exciting stuff there. I want to get back to the show, though, today. Again, this is episode three, Integrity Matters of the Culture Building Podcast with Coach K. I have a special guest coach with me today, as I'm trying to do every week, bring on a special guest. Uh, this is always going to be somebody that – how do I say this? This is always going to be somebody that knows culture, knows positive habits, knows success and happiness, and is working at those things. It's somebody that's in the same constant quest to be better – um, that 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 I am, that we are on the show, that everybody we bring on the show is. Um, so I'm excited to have this guest on today. Very excited. This topic is huge to me. Integrity, I think, can be it can be described a lot of ways. It can be talked about in a lot of ways. And to be honest, with the events going on in today's world, integrity is something that we're lacking. We're lacking it big time. Our leaders in the world are lacking it. Our kids are lacking it. We as people are lacking it. It's, it's something that needs to be addressed and worked on because it's, it's very, very important. So our quote of the day, before I jump into button, uh, before Coach P introduces herself, sorry, and we get into the show, our quote of the day is, what's done in the dark will always come to the light. That's very simple. I know people have heard that before. That's meant positive and negative. What's done in the dark will always come to the light. Whether you're working or you're making bad decisions or you're making good decisions, it doesn't matter. It's always going to come to the light, and we're going to jump into that. But Coach McCarthy, if you're there, kind of introduce us. Tell us about your journey and yourself, and then uh, let's get into this topic. Okay, great. Thank you very much, Coach. I appreciate the opportunity, first and foremost. Um, my name is Coach Paris McCarthy. Everyone calls me Coach P. Um, I'm actually a – Romulus alumni and graduate, and I coach varsity girls basketball at Romulus High School. Um, I started out in Romulus playing basketball. Um, I played varsity. All, well, I was on varsity all four years. I was a standout athlete, ranked in the top 20 in the state. Um, a fun fact that a lot of people don't even know unless you're just around is I actually only played two years of high school basketball, Coach. I tore my ACL my freshman year and my left knee, and I tore my junior year and my right knee. And I just, even with an injury like that, I didn't let it stop me. I didn't let it stop my grind. And it's just like you said, what you do in the dark comes to the light. Like, all I ever did was work. And I still went on to play Division One basketball. I played at Grambling State University, played all four years. Never in my wildest dreams that I think I would become a coach. And it just when – you, when you love something and you're passionate about it, those things and opportunities literally just fall in your lap. Right. Um, yeah, I moved back to Michigan. I linked up with uh, Coach Herb, and I helped his program out as an assistant. In those okay. first few years, we uh, won a district championship and regional championship. And then I went on to coach at Wayne County for a couple of years. And um, I got a call that the head coach job at Romulus was open. And I wasn't even really going to apply for it. You know, I had just had my daughter. I was running for a city council, just a lot going on. Ooh, I was going to say you were busy then. You were already working. Yeah, yeah like just – 
you know, I'm a firm believer in adding value to everything I'm a part of, even if it's my community, you know? So I feel right. like I could <laughs> do, I feel like I had something to contribute. So I threw my hat in the race, but I found out that the players were, um, petitioning for me to be the be their coach and I'm like there's no way I can let these kids down and the rest is history I've just I've been there ever since just you know doing doing what you talk about change trying to change the culture bring that bringing that championship and winning culture back to our city right right no doubt about it I think that um that's what you because obviously the listeners and I've talked about it um I coach football at Romulus Coach P coaches varsity uh, girls basketball. So we both, the thing about culture is it, it, so there's culture within a program, but there's also culture within a school and culture within a city. Right. Um, And I think like real, they always say it real recognizes real. And that tells me like, just, just hearing and seeing what I've seen, it tells me you're in coaching for the right reasons. And you know, like the reason we're on the show, like, you know, how to build culture, how to create positive habits. Um, and even what you just said, because kids, people don't always say this, but kids want structure and discipline. They just don't always know how to admit it or say it. Right. But they want to be set in a position to succeed. They, they, they do. And I think like what you were just talking about with kids petitioning and everything, and that just shows that, that I mean, that just shows the, that what we're talking about today, the integrity it shows the the coaching that you're you're in it for coaching. Um, like I talked about, just giving you credit and kudos because I'm that's awesome to hear all that. I didn't even know all of that stuff, all that information that you just shared with us, and I think it's awesome. And thank you. Coach. It, it, it furthermore makes me happy to be like, not only am I surrounded by like you know Coach Cersei, shout out to him and Coach Davis and our staff. Like I'm surrounded by some some great football coaches, but there's some great coaches and teachers in general in, at that, at, at Romulus in our area, in our school with our athletes, student athletes. And it makes me feel happy to be a part of that. It makes me feel even more proud to be a part of that. Um, and with that being said, so you know all about between being a player and a coach, you know all about integrity and, and what it kind of entails and means. And I mean, even, like, let's just be out. Let's start here and talk about like your injuries. Like you talked about, um, you had some injury bugs throughout or not even injury bugs, a couple bad injuries, you know, yeah. throughout. and with, with those injuries, if you, whatever you were doing behind closed doors, because that's the, that's the first way a lot of people think of integrity, what you're doing behind closed doors, whatever you were doing behind closed doors was obviously in an efficient, positive manner, whether you were injured or not, you were doing something, you were studying the game, you were rehabbing the injury, you were staying locked in somehow, or you wouldn't have made it to the next level. Right. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. so again, with our quote was done in the dark, will always come to the light. Um, I think that what you just said is a prime example. And there's something it's, it's like, I try to explain it to the kids all the time. Because it's like, first off, let's, let's both kind of give our idea. Like when I think of integrity and I kind of want to hear your, what your definition or thought is when I hear of integrity, I think of it kind of just like the definition, like, what are you doing when the boss turns around or what are you doing when the lights go out? You just ran my mind. Yes. Yeah. You know, like, like a a story that I love and I've heard this a hundred times, I think his name is Jay 
Jay Williams or, or so. He was a point guard at Duke. He's always on ESPN. Yeah. Uh, he was playing a game against the Lakers. And it was, I don't know, five in the morning, 12 hours before game time. He was walking to a, a hotel lobby, I believe, or something. And he saw Kobe Bryant, um, rest in peace. But he saw Kobe Bryant in the gym getting shots up, peeked in the door. Is I don't know, five in the morning, 4.30 in the morning. I said, Kobe, what the hell are you doing? I'm up in here because none of you guys are in here. And I think Kobe was the was like the to me when you talk about like role models, athletes, people we look up to. Kobe was a prime example of of like when when the lights shut off, when they won a championship, he put the trophy down and went back to the gym that night. Like, right. what are you doing to perfect the craft? What are you doing? And it's the same thing in the workplace. You know, if the boss turns around. What are you are – are you goofing off right away? Does the phone immediately pop out? Are you hiding from the boss? Like, what are you – what's your actions? And I think it's important to talk about this, not to keep talking your ear off or anything, but I think it's no, important right. to talk about this because kids especially, and there's no excuses for grown people. And in that really, as kids – for kids, it's our job as adults to teach them. We're failing them if they keep making mistakes, in my opinion. Um, kids don't realize that the decisions they make behind closed doors will affect them now, later. It, it's their everyday, like they, they may not even realize it subconsciously that, you know, you might go to practice and work hard for 40 minutes, but then coach went in the office and that last 20, you were chilling. Like, and, and, and you take it as, you know, I worked hard for so long. It's all right to take a break or it's all right to take this off. But really you were waiting for that opportunity to do something, you know, you weren't supposed to. Right. And tell me, you know, kind of like, and I think there's, there's, there's consequences for that. You know what I mean? Later in life, there's, there's huge consequences for, for those type of decisions and that decision-making behind closed doors or behind backs. And, and as we said, the quote is, it'll always come up to the front um, always. So that's kind of how I always think of integrity. What are you doing behind closed doors? Um, You know, personally, I have, and I, I'm, I want to hear your stories too. Personally, I have a, um, my fiance has a six-year-old daughter and I help uh, raise her and take care of her. And integrity is something right now that we talk about a lot, like on an everyday basis almost. Um, just discussing with her what it means to make good decisions, not just when you're supposed to, or not just do what you're supposed to, but doing the extra or doing what's right, even when nobody's around to watch you do what's right. Even when nobody's giving you, because I think a lot of times too, younger generations will do what's right to get a to get a handshake or a clap or a pat on the back, and then right. if there's, you know what I mean, and then yeah. if there's nobody there to do that, they're like, ah, you know, whatever. So I I think it's important to teach them that young, very young, you know, like we got our six year old. Like there's times when we'll go, we'll be doing something outside, yard work or something, and we'll come back in and you know, there'll be something that we've asked her not to do that's done. And that is the re, the re, the, 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 the talking again, excuse me, to have that talk again and say, you know, we got to sit down and say, look, everything you do is recorded, whether, and I know you might think it's not on a phone or whatever, but, but whether you believe in God, whatever your belief is life, something is recording your every move It's recording your every decision, whether people are watching and clapping for you or not. 
And that's why it's very important because the decisions you make, as I said, always come to the forefront. So I kind of want to hear, you know, if you got stories of, of, it can be negative or positive. Um, I'm always looking for negative and positive experiences to, to share and try to, you know, give people some knowledge from, from what we've kind of been through. Cause I know both of us as coaches have seen, I think we've probably seen the negative and positive sides of integrity pretty heavy, right. Uh, right. you know, everywhere from, I know coach, you got, I know coach, I know damn well you've been had run suicides or down and backs and you know, the line, the line don't get touched or, you know, we're running on the field and, and the line don't get touched. And that's yeah. another, you know, so just kind of, I don't know if you want to share an example or, uh, I just don't want to talk your ear off, Coach. I want to hear from you. I'm yeah. I'm inspired by hearing your story already, and kind of I like to learn from you too. So yeah. Um. So for me, like, Coach, I graduated in 2005 from high school. So we grew up in an era where social media really wasn't, you know, at our fingertips. We right. could not just go to the field or the court take a picture of ourselves and say grinding or hashtag 10,000 hours. Like the only thing that we had was, okay, is somebody out there working better than working harder than me? I don't know what they're doing, but I got to work harder than them. So for me, like, I don't want to say never, but I cannot, I can't tell you the last time that I had a workout and I cheated on my workout or my coach turned her, her, turned her or his back and, I didn't touch the line. Like, I I never cheated the grind. Like, I can look myself in the mirror today and say I never cheated. I never cheated the grind. Like, I always put the work in. And that's something that I always tell my players. Things work out for players who's always working out. And yeah. that's just – people call it – there's an old quote that says, like, success happens when luck meets prepar- uh, preparation or opportunity, opportunity yeah, meets preparation. And that, that's a fact. Like, you know, it's confidence comes from reps. And after you do something so, so long and so many times, it's, it's like doing it in your sleep. So like, that's, that's what integrity is for me. Like doing the, doing the right thing when nobody else is looking. And I tell my players this all the time. If I catch one, not touching a line. The margin of error is this small. That one line that you didn't touch, that's a layup that we give up in a game. Like yeah. that's you know I say that's your missed free throw at the line that that missed you the game. Yeah, it's it's all that. It's just you know, I and I know it firsthand and maybe it's me like have, having to sit out those two years that it made me appreciate and love the game even more. That I, I knew I knew what it was like to not play the game. And so I always say if if I'm able to have the opportunity again, if God heals me from these injuries, like I'm not I'm not gonna take it for granted. So anytime right. that I touch the floor, it, it's a gift and a present for me. Like I'm not I'm not gonna halfway do it. I'm not gonna take it for granted, you know. So during during the time of your when you got hurt, was there any was there like a at any point when that happened, was there a mindset that kind of – was there any doubt that maybe settled in? Was there any like, ah, you know, maybe I don't know if this – and how did you – if there was, how did you kind of get over that? And if not, I mean, I respect that 100%. Some people just got it. You know, they got the mindset. They built the mindset. Injuries ain't going to set them back or things ain't going to set them back. But other people, you know, have had to work through that and, and kind of get through it. 
man, coach, this is so funny. So, like, the first time I went through it, I'm like, okay, like, you know, I made it a point, like, I got to get back from this. But the second time I'm ha- it happened, I'm not going to lie, like, I was at Junior Olympics playing, and it was just the way that it happened. There was no contact around me. I literally was getting an outlet pass, and I turned and heard a snap. It was, like, that yeah. simple. And, you know, you know how important your junior year is for recruiting. Oh, man. Yep. Yeah, and during this time, girls basketball – in Michigan wasn't even during recruiting season. It was in the fall. So I'm like, you know, I, I got, I'm not going to lie. I, I rehabbed, but I was kind of discouraged. Like, and I was down about it and I didn't talk to anybody about it, but my, um, my high school coach at the time, Rhonda Henry, and she, she is, has been a forever life mentor, a motivational person in my life. She, I talked to her about it and I said, you know, coach, like, maybe basketball just isn't for me. Like, I don't understand why I would have to, why I have to go through these injuries, you know? Right. You know, I've always played, you know, it it was something that I always did. Like, I enjoyed it. Like, I I got a lot of buzz. I I had a verbal commitment to University of Michigan in eighth grade. It it was that type of thing. Oh, wow. Yeah. No doubt. She, so she was like, no, like, I don't think that's the case. She said, she told me everybody goes through adversity. Unfortunately, you know, this was your adversity, but you would get through this. And I'll never forget. I still have it to this day. She gave me a poster of, uh, you know, the poem of Footprints in the Sand that the mm-hmm. times you thought the Lord left you was the times that he carried you. Yep. So she gave me that. And from that from that point on in my life, like anytime I feel down, anytime I feel like I can't do something, I'm always reminded of that moment of the Lord carrying me when it's only one set of footprints in the in the sand. And I think that's a that's a great that's a great example, coach, to the listeners, to the to everybody who listens to this. It, so so trusting, like we talked about last week, trusting you, trusting your process and integrity all mm-hmm. in a circle. This is what this is what Coach P was just talking about. When mm-hmm. when you when no matter what, even when the negative things happen in life, or as I talked about, you know, on the on the podcast Sunday, when life hands you body blows and you got to adapt to it. That's why it's that's why integrity is important, because even in the bad moments, if you stick to doing what's right and you stick to doing what's best for yourself, your family was best for your future. Things are going to work out a lot of times. And a lot of times people don't realize this, but sometimes things can be blessings in disguise and you don't you don't necessarily realize it because you're going through some shit or, you know, things aren't ideal for you. So you're like, ah, this is just not working out. And, you know, it's kind of like when, when we came to Romulus, we went through a lot of stuff last year. Um, I'm not going to get into all of it, but we went yeah. through a lot as a coaching staff. And there was some times just to be a hundred percent honest, transparent. There was some times last year where I was flat out wore down mentally, physically, where I was just like, this season has been the longest grind of any sport I've ever played or coached. It's been the longest grind, and it has been so hard dealing with all this stuff. But I've kept my head down. I kept my my legs driving. We kept coaching the kids up to the best of our ability. We kept we kept pushing forward. And honestly, 
I think the results are coming. We have to see what plays out, obviously, because COVID uh, threw the altar in our plans this year. And this, but I feel as though the kids are better. I feel as though the kids had taken school more serious last season, which is obviously the number one importance to me is their character and their school. After that, football will take care of itself. Um, but and I feel like I'm three times a better coach, and that's not to toot my own horn or nothing. That's me looking in the mirror and saying, "Damn, I'm better than I was last year because of." But it's because of what you just talked about. It's because of the stuff I went through, but how I didn't stop doing what was right behind closed doors. I kept coaching the kids. I kept checking grades. I kept doing everything, even when the losses were piling up on and off the field. When when the losses were piling up, I was still doing the things that I knew I had to do to correct it, to make it right. And I think we're seeing that pay off now. And I think when that when that football finally does get snapped, and we do get back out on that field, I think we'll see that. And right. I, it just to me, it reminded me because I'm like, man, coach been through it, and even through the doubts and the and the the negative and thoughts and that, still kept grinding, still kept doing what was right behind closed doors, still kept making good decisions for her future, kept trusting her coaches um, and her teachers, you know, and that sort of thing. And I that was big to me. And that's what that's the message I want to send to kids, especially in today's time when all these sports are getting moved and postponed and there's this virus and do what's right behind closed doors. If if you know, if somebody's telling you, even as far as today's world, somebody's telling you wear a mask and they're telling you to to, to wear a mask and don't go to a party of, of three hundred people, don't go to a party of three hundred people without a mask on. Right. Just because they told you to, you know, they told you to do one thing. So you felt, oh, I got to do the other thing. Don't, right. you know what I mean? It's, and yeah. it's like our, our kids, I tell them all the time, you, you guys know you're coming to football practice. Don't be hanging out at McDonald's. And if we start at three, don't be over at Taco Bell until 3.15. Don't be, don't be fooling around. Get to practice, you know. Right. And I right. think it's important that we stress that because I think our kids – Again, I we, we both have coached and worked with kids. Um, I know you have kids, and um, I know you're a great parent from what I've seen and heard. You're a phenomenal parent. Thank you. And the thing is, kids, I love kids. They're going to try to get away with things and do things, though. And if they're not corrected, it will keep going and going and going. And that that's why, you, you know, what's that? That's a fact. I mean, I see it even with my boys. They They're – a year apart so you know the sibling rivalry and the competitiveness right. is through the roof I will never forget one day um they I signed them up for indoor track with coach Cersei actually so they were having a uh a Saturday practice so I told them I said we're leaving at this time if you're not ready I'm leaving because you got to be on time right so my youngest son is ready. My oldest son is, and he's dragging like he's still in bed. It's time to go. I said, you know what? I said, 10 years from now, when your brother is a high school phenom, you're going to remember this day. Ooh. Today's the day that he got up to work out, and you didn't. You took the Ooh. day off. Remember this day. I haven't had any problems with him <laughs> getting on time or getting up for a workout. But that is, that is so – like kudos to you coach that is that's the that's so important uh you have to put kids in real life uh situations me and coach Cersei talked about this yesterday from a football standpoint um but from everything standpoint life standpoint 
they have to understand what they're what they're doing, positive or negative, and how it could affect their future. And it can't just be if you make bad choices, things are going to be bad. Like they're never going right. to listen to that or understand or care. You know what I mean? They need to know the specifics and what's like you just broke down. This your brother is getting up for the extra work. You're not. Therefore, your brother's going to open up opportunities that you're not going to if that's the way the trend continues. Yeah, like I don't understand. Like, if you are a student athlete in this day and time, there's no reason for you to sleep in. You're not working. Yeah. Your only job is to be a student athlete. Take care of your books and your school. Why are we sleeping in? We, we I, haven't I, even made it. And why are we why are we in and part of it because <laughs> can you hear me, coach? Yeah, I can hear you. Hold on one second. Can you still hear me? Yep, I can still hear you. I had a phone call and it kind of threw the kind of threw the podcast off a little bit. Can you hear me? Yeah, but it's a little quiet. Okay. Hold on one second while I try to figure this out. Okay. Every time I get a call, it kind of does that. I'm not really sure why. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah, I, and it's like there's we don't need to chill right now. There's no this isn't chill time. Um, and this is something I talked about on the podcast last week as well. And uh, well, not last week, Sunday. Sorry. This is something I talked about Sunday on the podcast. You have all the time in the world as student athletes or even as adults and parents to teach this. We have all the time in the world right now to go over like financial stuff like let's teach them i know we don't use checkbooks but let's teach them how to like have a have a savings account balance a checkbook home equity let's teach them like they could be getting up at seven in the morning doing an hour of life studies and then getting work in like we really need to turn this to our advantage and that's where the integrity of today's world when i talk about it that's where it comes into play for me and how i bring that up because we're we're staying up and playing Fortnite until you know until I don't know, four in the morning, five in the morning, and then we're getting up at 11. We're, we're not doing certain things that are setting us up for, for when the light comes, for when COVID just somewhat clears up or we get back to this somewhat of normalcy and that and that everything comes out to the light. We're not doing the things that are going to provide positivity when that light comes, and that's what I'm trying to teach, talk, preach, you know, to like you just said, to – you know, get off the game and, and get up and get your craft in, get your work yeah. in. Like you say, yeah. get some workouts in. Yeah, I mean, because even as a coach, as a parent, coach, we put our time in. Like, we can't get those 10,000 hours for them. You know what I mean? Man, you know, and that's 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 what's it's crazy you say that too, because we, we preach it every day. Like there's no there's no way to escape the work. There's no size step in it. There's no like, oh, if I punch a cheat code in, I'm going to get to college. Yeah. And integrity, integrity is something as you get older, you get held to even a higher standard of it. That's why I think it's important to discuss it with our student athletes and the younger kids and my kids and your kids. And it's, it's so important because so when you get to college, right, what happens if what happened when you went to college, you got a and you got busted at a party with 
you know, some kind of substance you shouldn't have had on you or you were doing something. Some kids lose $350 or $350,000 scholarship and got to go home and, and tell mom and dad and rearrange their whole entire life now over integrity, over one decision that you know you shouldn't have made. You know what I mean? I agree. I mean, and that's just integrity. And, and I feel like it goes hand in hand with commitment as well, because, yeah. you know, being committed to something means you're still going to do what you said that you're going to do long after that feeling and what you said it has mm. done. Both of those go hand in hand. And it, for me as a coach and as a parent, it's important for me that my student athletes and my kids, they have principles and moral compass to stand on even long after they're playing the game. Yep, big time. That your last statement was probably one of the best statements I've heard yet on on the first couple episodes. That is that is our job. And that is why I did the adaptation response. And that's why I do this podcast every week. Some people are, are and I hate, I'm not trying to rub no feathers wrong or whatnot, but some people are lost. And yeah, I talked about it on the adaptation response episode where like so football gets pushed back. And instead of coaches being out here, like teaching kids to work on their craft, to take this time for your mind to read, coaches are just basically screaming in, all over Twitter and cussing and, uh, you know, F-bombs this and our governor this and, and this and that. And instead of like, to me, that's teaching kids to like evade the mission when things go wrong or it's teaching them to just when it goes wrong, you can't like, all right, it's not time to put in work no more. Let's just cry. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't, yeah. see, you know, I don't, I don't buy it personally. I don't see it. Maybe I was coached different, raised different. I don't know, but I just don't, I don't see like when we got announced that I told them kids immediately that you guys need to work on your, your mindsets, your education, your craft, go, go home and study. Like go home. I know you don't got like necessary material in front of you right now. Do any one of you know how to uh, pay it for your light bill yet? Do any one of you know how to buy a house yet? I know you're young and can't buy a house yet, but guess what? That day comes when you know how to buy a house, you're going to have the knowledge. Go get the knowledge. You know, and it's, I just, there's different approaches to this and preparing our kids is our number one job. That is at the end of the day, it's not to win a basketball game or a football game. That's not our number one job at the end of the day. It's, it's to prepare build character and pr- create a safe environment that, that in a, in a team uh, family environment. That's to me, that is our job at the end of the day, winter, because when you do those things, right, most of the time the wins start to take care of themselves anyways. Right. I agree. I agree. And uh, man, that was, that was perfect though. That was, we have to prepare them. And that is that goes back to why I said earlier from six years old, from five years old and up, like I'm already teaching every day. You know, don't don't do this when parents aren't around. Don't do this when teachers aren't around. And it's crazy. I want to say this real quick because this is kind of funny and it's, it's not funny. But my six year old said, what happens to people who have bad integrity? I said they go broke. They go to jail. They get stuck in cycles. They stay in trouble. That's, <laughs> that's a bad that's, coach. You know, that's all I could tell her. Like, that's she's six years old, and I'm trying to keep it as basic as possible. And I'm like, you know, the people who don't practice good integrity usually end up in cycles, jail, or broke. Uh, that's just, or in some kind of trouble. And blaming everybody else for it. And pointing fingers at everybody else, building that, that 
almost victim mentality that ah the whole world's against me everybody's against me yet i'm not doing things how i should be doing them but the world's against me mm-hmm. and i think uh like this is what drives me nuts about I, so i'm not a i'm not a, i'm not a person that gets into politics much or uh that sort of thing because I I just don't believe in the party system and there's certain things that I just don't like. Um, But anyways, I don't want to get into that, but I will say, I think the more, I think the more and more, as you mentioned earlier, the technology era and the era of cell phones and people seeing everything. I think the other reason as we've kind of covered a little bit is when you lack integrity, it comes to the forefront nowadays and it comes to the forefront fast. It is not. Yeah, it's scary. It, it is. It is because it's and it's almost like because if you make one little mistake, even you could slip up one time and somebody's having a shitty day and all of a sudden they're they're all over you. Um, mm-hmm. and to me, that scares me. But at the same time, it's forcing people. It's forcing people to do things that that are right or it's forcing people that are doing things that are wrong. They're getting it's being shown and they're having to adjust or they're being held accountable for their actions. Um, and that even needs to happen on a, on a more, on a bigger basis. Everybody needs to be held accountable for their actions. Um, good and bad, but yeah, what's that? I said, I agree. And I think that we all need to have people around us that do hold us accountable. I never forget when I was talking to, one of my friends, we always talk about, you know, our plans, um, our goals, where we see ourselves within the next year, short-term, long-term goals. And I said, well, if this doesn't work, then I'm, a, I'm just going to do this. This is my plan B. And I never forget, she told me, she said, why, why do you have a plan B? I said, well, in case it doesn't work, I don't want to put all my eggs in one. She says, well, if you always got a plan B, you might not work as hard for the plan A. So I, I think you should just go all gas, no brakes on plan A. So, you know, I no said that to say, like, you know, sometimes depending on what it is, like, you do have to go towards a goal 100 miles per hour. You know, it, right. it's, sometimes it's easy for us to talk ourselves out of something, just like running with the Nike Run Club. One day I might say, I'm going to just, I'm going five miles today. Then I get a little tired and I say, well, I'll just settle for three. That was my plan B. Why Why did I settle for plan B? Because I got right. You know? So that's why I think it's good to have people hold us accountable. Like, no, Coach P, you say you're running five. You're just tired. Keep pushing. Yep. Keep keep running the five. Yeah. No doubt about it. No doubt. I think that's that's important. And that's what I, that's what I think I love about Romulus, to be honest, and the coaches that were around. I think we push each other to be better. And I think we push the kids to be better um, on a daily basis. I think we expect, like I've heard, I've heard people say to me to, you know, you expect a lot out of the kids, man. And I, and I should, like, I should expect them to go to class every day. I will expect them to show up to practice on time because it's the little things that they need to do correctly when they grow and get older to be successful, to have a a happy marriage, to have a happy home, to have a good career that they don't hate. Like they have to, you have to hold them to expectations now and integrity. And I think, I think that's part of the problem with our, with our world today. I think we have a lot of people in power 
that aren't being held accountable by their colleagues or their friends or their coworkers or their companies. I think that's something that, but again, I can't, we can't just march into, you know, some of these companies and say, Hey, start holding things accountable. Who, but we can teach the youth. We are in a position to teach the youth um, so that when this thing, when we get even older and the younger generations start growing up, there's a, there's a culture in America and a culture in the government and everything of, of being accountable and having good integrity and not doing things because we've seen it. We've heard, we've all seen the news. We've seen the stories. There's some really bad things going on and has bad has been some really bad things going on with some people in power and just some people in our world in general. And I think it's, it's super important that we preach to even those people that, it's got to change for the world to get better. But I think it's important that we teach our, our young, our youth, our young people, our student athletes that holding each other accountable and doing what's right at all times. And that doesn't mean you never make a mistake, but attempting to make the right decision and do what's right is, is, is important. I don't expect perfection out of anybody, but I do expect you to try to do what's right. I agree. I mean, and that's something that I tell my student athletes and my own kids as well. You know, it's deeper than the sports you play in. It's deeper than basketball. Sports, mm-hmm. their life, they're relatable. You know, it teaches you how to deal with adversity. One day, and I tell them this all the time, one day you're going to be a family. You're going to have a family. People are going to depend on you every day to yeah. do your part. You know, so, you know, and that's that's just one of the – something that I want my players and my kids to, you know, always carry with them. Like my mom or my coach gave me some gems. Like she's the reason that I'm mentally tough today. You know, if I never win a championship or never win another game as a coach, if my players leave my program, better people and they graduate high school, go on to college and and they're, you know, productive citizens of society, multifaceted individuals. I'm good with that. Like, I feel no, like I've no. done my job. What makes you feel better, Coach? Be honest. The win in the book or the text message from the kid that wasn't on track to graduate that graduated or the kid that started making good decisions and changed their life? Because I'm, I'm, I'm telling you from personal experience, that text message feels – it feels three times better than probably anything in, in coaching – that 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 success text, that happy text that I graduated like I had a kid. I had a kid and I'm not going to say any names, um, but he was out. I coached him at the last school I was at, actually. Um, and he was out making some terrible, terrible decisions. And he was showing up late to practice. He'd show up one or two days a week. I stayed on him. I mean, I stayed on this kid's ass. I was I was teaching, preaching, holding him to expectations. And it took some time. I'm not going to lie. It took some time, and I get a text message, I don't know, a couple months ago. He graduated. He's going to college. He's got everything planned. Like, he knows what he wants to do. He's happy in a relationship, and it's like, you know, and he's thanking me. Coach, thank you for everything that you preached to me. Thank you for being hard on me and everything else. I needed it, and it, that that feels so much better than a W in a, in a, in a column. Agreed. It's definitely the text for me, too, for sure. And I think, like, I talked to Coach Cersei last week, and I, I'm sure you feel the same way. I think as coaches, 
our job never ends. So every, until I guess the day we retire and I'm, I'm sure I'm not a retired coach, but I can even be willing to bet that retired coaches job haven't even ended. Oh um, no, it's not. I still text or call my coach now. Right. You know what I mean? You were just yeah. talking stories about your coach earlier. I still talk to my high school coach or coaches um, on, on, I won't say every day, but definitely on, on a couple month or a month or week, um, occurrence like I definitely shoot them a text if not every couple weeks at least once a month to check in and see how they're doing and how their families are and just thank them for because I owe them a lot you know as a coach like hell hell I owe them uh for them teaching me because I wasn't always in the best positions growing up and um the reason I did this show too is to be 100% transparent I lacked uh positive integrity when I was younger um I made some bad decisions and did some things and it was a couple coaches that took me under and helped me a lot and taught me that, you know, the wall sit when coach turns around and you stand up to stop that type of thing. Or, you know, when, when the pads come out, you're hiding because you ain't put no work in and you know what's going to happen when the pads come out now because you skipped the whole entire three months of weightlifting and now you are petrified because, you know, everybody there was doing what they were supposed to. Right. You know, I always notice that you can always tell the kids that aren't confident in their abilities. And there are those kids who or people who just lack confidence issues that you need to work with. But for the majority of it, it's because of one or two things. They're not confident in the work they put in or they're not confident in their integrity. They're not confident in what they're doing behind closed doors, whether it's bad decision making, lack of putting the work in, whatever. But it's one or two things typically. Agree. I agree. So again, I hope uh, I'm, the point of this whole show today was to, to talk integrity, to preach integrity. And I hope people can take something from this today. If you're one of those people who maybe doesn't make the best decisions, always work on consistency. Even when nobody's around, um, you don't need the applaud. You don't need the clap or the good job. Do it for yourself. Do it for your family. Do it because it's, it's what's right. Do it because it's going to pay off for you. And I kind of hope people were able to take something from this. Coach P, I appreciate you being on the show. Um, I want to get together with – I want to do a show with, like, all of us. Like, I want to get as many Romulus coaches together sometime soon and either I'll jump on here or maybe we can all um, get into a coach's office. Um, I, obviously, we can mask up or social distance or whatever we need. But right. I like to, I like to do a show and try to get Coach Cersei, Coach Davis, you, I, um, Coach Herb, as many Coach Dan, as many coaches as we can get on there and do like a. We can even do like a culture building uh, podcast where we just literally talk about all the aspects of how to build culture in a school, a community. Because I think we all have, I think we all have a common goal, and I think it's it's time consuming. You're never going to flip the culture of a city or a country even, or whatever. You're never going to flip that overnight, even a school. Um, and I think we all have the same type of goals for Romulus and the same type of, of goals as coaches, as people, um, as adults, as leaders and teachers. I think we all have the same goals to set people in a better position to succeed and to put ourselves in a great position to succeed. And I really appreciate you being on the show today, Coach. If you got anything else that you want to share about the topic or about anything, let me know. Oh, thank you, Coach. No, I appreciate the opportunity. I think a lot of great things 
were covered and there were some good gems dropped that can be applied in our day to day. So I again I appreciate the opportunity and I definitely look forward to collabing with you and the other coaches as well. No Go doubt talk. about it. No doubt about it. This is the Culture Building Podcast. This is episode three. Integrity matters. Our quote of the day again is what's done in the dark will always come to the light. So make sure you're making good decisions out there. Make sure you're working towards your craft every day. As Coach P and I talked about, even when the negative happens or the struggles happen, push, keep the mindset fresh, keep making good decisions, keep the integrity up. It'll always matter. It's going to matter later in your life. It's going to matter every day. It's always going to affect you. Again, this is Coach P and Coach Kennedy, or Coach K, Culture Building Podcast, Episode 3. Thank you, guys. Hope everybody's staying safe and healthy. Thank you.